You're listening to LMC Cast, the production of LMC Media. The COVID-19 pandemic has been a trying time for everyone all over the world. Since it began to rapidly spread across the globe, worry and stress grew within all populations. For the first time in our lifetimes, quarantines and isolations were normalized and social distancing was heavily enforced. As a result, mental health became a major concern to people throughout our communities. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Here at LMCCast, we wanted to shed a light on how the coronavirus impacted couples in our community who are in different stages of their unions. I had the chance to speak to a therapist in Largemont, Colette LaPayne Capella, about the stress and anxiety that couples face during this unprecedented time. Initially, I wanted to know if there was any evidence to show a correlation between how long a couple has been married and their chances of easily overcoming the hardships they faced. I think it depends on the couple. I think it depends on also what their hardships were and what they were enduring at that time too, right? If there's a job loss, trying to pick up those pieces, whether you were a couple for 30 years or two years, it's still difficult. Some couples who've been together longer found it harder. They didn't have an easier time of getting through the hardships of the pandemic. They actually found it harder. And the newer couples found it easier, right? And there's multiple reasons for this. Um, but, you know, one key component here is successful relationships need personal space. And during lockdown, did we have personal space? No. Oh, we were in each other's personal space all the time. You always say with children, right? You have to stay, you know, there's a, there's a bubble, right? We got to keep our personal distance, keep respect personal space. And during the lockdown, that was almost impossible for many, right? A lot of um, couples lived, uh, you, you know, in apartments in New York City, right? And it was small units, small, small homes. And it was really difficult. So I think for some couples, uh, the longevity of their relationship benefited them. And they had a little bit of an easier time getting through the pandemic, maybe even almost getting to know each other again, starting back at square one. But for our newer couples, it was kind of getting to know each other literally, right? And had an easier time. And, you know, again, vice versa, some had a harder time. Um, regardless of, you know, how long a couple has been together or, you know, how they got along pre-pandemic or, uh, you know, uh, during the pandemic or even at this point right now. Since time hasn't proven to be a strength or a weakness, we found that each couple focused on their own individual challenges during the pandemic. Our first couple is Emma Murphy and Frank Morris. The two recently got married in October at an intimate ceremony in upstate New York that followed all CDC guidelines at the time. They had already anticipated March 2020 to change their lives since they were expecting a baby boy that month. Little did they know the journey ahead of them as new parents as well as in their professional lives. We had to throw together a home office in about, I did it in like 48 hours and barely slept. Uh, so first and foremost, I had to adjust the, to working from home. So I am uh, a real estate broker and my job requires me mainly to be out on the road and driving around and meeting with people. So I had to totally shift the way I conduct my business and um, go completely virtual for a while. And not to mention that we had a newborn in our household. So, you know, he was only a couple weeks old. So that was a whole nother fundamental shift in our lifestyle as well, happening all at the same time. The day we had our son on March 12th 
and he was born at Greenwich Hospital. And the day that we had him, Greenwich Hospital had their first COVID patient. So they shut down the entire hospital while we were there. And my dad was the only person that was able to visit him while he was in the room with us. The nurse came in and told us that they had their first COVID exposure and um, that it was okay that my dad was in there for now, but he would have to leave. So the day we got home from the hospital, I think was like the 16th or the 17th, which was like the day that the entire world shut down. Um, so that like really tainted a lot of our experience last March and April. Like we had this newborn baby. Um, Frank had to adjust from working from home in a career that really requires him to be out and about. <laughs> um, I luckily was on maternity leave taking care of our baby, but we also did not have any help in those first few months. Like, I don't think we saw my mom who lived a block away until a month after my son was born. And I think like under normal circumstances, we would have had our friends and family over a lot, like helping and supporting us. And it's just a pretty crazy time at the beginning of the pandemic. So we had this newborn baby and um, I, I was like very afraid. Although the experience wasn't a traditional one like they had anticipated, they acknowledged some positive factors that did come out of the chaos. In many ways, it was really great because we had our, our we got to spend a lot of time with our son when he was first born, and I got to spend way more time with him than it was it was expected. But we had to kind of immediately create like like systems like where, you know, I remember in the first couple of weeks it was like I would jump from like the conference call to holding the baby and feeding the baby, and then Emma would like run in like to the kitchen and like start. I don't know, doing, doing something else that needed to be done laundry or it was like, we had, it was like kind of chaotic because we had to like immediately like implement these like systems to take care of everything to take care of. Cause we, it was just the three of us. So it was very interesting. With her experience working with couples, Colette outlines the importance of communication within a relationship. A lot of times too, I say to people, you know, listening to your partner, and communicating with your partner. And effective communication means listening to listen, not listening to respond. And sometimes that's what happens when you're in this close personal space and you're feeling your own internal cues. Um, it's hard to listen to listen and not listen to respond. Um, you know, I also tell my couples all the time, communicate with love. In accordance with Colette's advice, Emma and Frank believe that the success of their relationship has come down to their ability to communicate with one another that they believe is a result of the time they spent together. I feel like being able to argue well takes time in any relationship, especially when you live with someone, when it's like your partner, you just learn how to be able to communicate effectively. And I think we got to that place over years. Frank and I met when we were, I was like, 19. Um, so as we've grown older and go, gone through things in life, like we've been through, you know, Frank lost his dad a few years ago. Um, we've been through things in our relationship. We've moved together several times. And um, I, my parents got divorced in the time that I was with Frank. Like we've been through all these big life things together. And 
we've grown a lot in the years that we've been together. So I think in order for our relationship to continue to be successful, like we'll have to continue to grow separately and also together as a couple. And we talk a lot about like being a team and supporting each other. We got through having a baby in a pandemic, so I'm pretty sure (laughs) we can get through other things too. The next couple that I got to know is Vanessa and Tori Ritter. The two have been married for 19 years and own a business. The biggest hardship they described they faced during the pandemic was figuring out how to continue to run their business, School of Rock, in the Merrick. Managing a business, that was that was tough um, because there was such uncertainty mm-hmm. and we had so many people that were dependent on us for their income and uh, the pressure of that. And, and keeping things going um, was was un- unnerving, you know. <laughs> and uh, but you know, we we became closer for it, you know, just kind of getting through the ups and downs of of that day to day, you know, applying for loans and and you know, seeing how we're going to make virtual lessons work, um, which was an unknown for us. So we learned along the way, and it made us closer. Like Emma and Frank. Vanessa and Tori also recognized that even though they were unsure about how to navigate this unique time, there were positive events that took place. You know, my schedule, you know, I was working nights, um, you know, sometimes four or five nights a week. So I wasn't, um, wasn't home a lot at night. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we certainly spent a lot more time together. And that was cool in that, you know, we, we actually ate three meals a day together as a family, which was unprecedented in normal times. So that was really, really cool that we got to do that. Another huge part of Vanessa and Tori's lives is their children. Quarantine undoubtedly impacted every family and they explained the new activities they adopted to stay entertained with their children throughout the pandemic. What was cool is we tried to find family activities that would keep us engaged. And one of the things we did was we did music at home and we did a music video and it was just like a fun project to do together that um, kind of enriched the experience of being trapped, which really was what it was like. We found new things to do together. Um, So I I will say for the first few months of of the lockdown, we played Scrabble every night. And Mm -hmm. whereas in previous years, sometimes we played Scrabble and it would end in arguments. And frustrations. I think this time we were we were you know looser about it. Yeah, it almost was like a peaceful meditation, and it was just so nice to give it a break from the TV. Like there was just so much Netflix watching. We we were on board with that in the beginning. Like Tiger King and all that stuff was like right in the beginning. You know, we we binge watched everything, and then we needed something else. Vanessa and Tori also give some advice to other couples who may be going through similar situations and are still struggling embrace any any change any anything that you 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 can't control that that an outside force that changes to embrace it and enjoy the slowing down and just you know looking at your partner and um you know reconnecting Mm -hmm. because sometimes outside change kind of forces that to happen and that's it's it's a good thing so i i think to just be as positive as you can and try to make the most of of your situation (laughs) <laughs> with each other and and to know that together it's much more fun getting through a hard time with with your partner you know with, with a yeah. partner we felt very very lucky to have each other when we thought about all the people like our employees or friends and family that that were single and didn't have someone and they were really genuinely 
on their own and uh, prohibited from going out and meeting people was something that we were very, very um, blessed to have. Focusing on the positive seems to be a theme within the couple's interviews, and there might be scientific reasoning behind this. Colette tells us about a recent study that looks at the levels of happiness between couples during the pandemic. There was a really, really great study, by the way, um, by uh, Dr. Richard Swatcher, uh, I believe his name is, um, in the University of Georgia. And um, the study was all about isolation and couples and their baseline of happiness predicted how well they would handle um, being together more often during the lockdown. Um, and, and I think the study was called, let me just, I just wanna double check, I had it written down, Love in the Time of COVID, okay? And what they were doing was tracking people's experiences in, in isolation and lockdown, couples. And so far, what uh, the data suggests is that people who were happy in the relationships in the beginning, um, at the stay-at-home orders. We're doing very, very well, right? And while those who were struggling in their relationship actually magnified in reference to struggling. Okay, so this is one study, um, but it also depends again on the uniqueness of the couple and what they're also experiencing, right? This is, can kind of um, branch out to many levels. But, uh, you know, a tip with that, with hearing that is seek help. You know, seek support. There's support out there. There's counselors, there's therapists, there's there's people like me that want to help, that want to be there for you, that are acknowledging that this is hard and this is not easy and you're not alone. Um, you know, sometimes what I say to people too is through the hardship, just have fun. Like with your partner, be silly, laugh, giggle, be easy with yourself, be easy with your partner because this is not easy. And just doing that gives yourself that branch to connect to your partner, to connect to yourself and feel leveled, you know, feel grounded, feel centered. Speaking of laughter, the last couple I spoke to is Sharon and Mike Mosley. The two have been married for over 25 years and have raised two daughters into adulthood together. While giving advice to other couples who may be experiencing difficulties during the pandemic, they focus on the importance of having space and laughter. I mean, we're completely different people. I mean, completely different. We don't like the same things. Um, we're just, we're really different. So. <laughs> I don't even like her half the time. <laughs> Feelings mutual. Thank you. <laughs> but I think, I think it's important if you can to have space. And I don't, I don't, we've been able to do that. Like if my music too, is too loud, I'll go in the other room. You can laugh. Laugh. Yes. Laughter is good. That's what I was gonna say. Tell a lot of jokes. Oh, tell. Let's let's clarify. Tell, funny. Tell. <laughs> my jokes are funny. They are dad jokes. They are not funny. They oh. are. You know, your kids are your audience, and they're she like, has dad, no that's sense funny. Of humor. That, my jokes they, are funny. They are, they're, they're terrible. No, they're not. But laughter is good. Watch an old sitcom is good. Um, these are not, I, I don't know. Uh, definitely, you have to get some time to yourself every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, that would basically be the main thing. You have to laugh. If, if, you, if you're angry, then you're just angry. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Go for a walk. I mean, you, you, I think it's important 
if you're going to be angry and you're not going to have a productive conversation, somebody needs to leave the room. Or you both need to, if you can, leave the room and then come back when so you're If you calm. leave this room, you go to that room, you're both still together. <laughs> See, I told you my jokes were funny. <laughs> between stupid and funny. No. Okay? No. Similar to Emma and Frank and Vanessa and Tori, Sharon and Mike found that the pandemic has given them the opportunity to spend more time with each other, which they say hasn't made any changes in their relationship. I think we got to spend more time together than, than we have in, in the past. I, I felt like uh, most of our time was spent going to and from work in the car, and that was our time. And then when you get home, you know, you have to cook and you have to do other things. So I felt like, I feel like it gave us more time together. It hasn't changed a whole lot, really, other than not being able to see our oldest daughter when we want to, uh, not being able to go outside when we want to, not being able to visit people when we want to. Other than that, everything's the same. Another positive change for the Mosleys that occurred due to the pandemic is the increased amount of time they get to spend with their youngest daughter. Our youngest and her dad, they watch a lot of, what do you guys watch? I don't watch that. Movies. Yeah, I don't, that's not my thing. So I don't do that. We watch science fiction movies. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Um, what we do, what my daughter and I do is we have girls night on Friday nights and um, we kick him out of the living room because he, that's his space. And he usually um, sits on the edge of the couch and nobody else can sit there. So on Fridays, we kick him out and then we have mimosas and we watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday. Although the pandemic has affected each of us separately, it's important to remember that we are all in this together. Each couple underwent very different circumstances at around the same time, but the one thing they all found in common was that focusing on the positives goes a long way, even during a time as difficult as last year. The Large Mount Mamaroneck Community Counseling Center is open for any couples or individuals struggling with the effects of the pandemic. For more information, please visit communitycounselingcenter.org.